We often hear of the deadly fashion trends that women were subjected to in the Victorian era. But did you know that men were subjected to deadly fashion as well? Well, hello there. I'm Christina, and you're listening to History and Hearsay. Around the turn of the 20th century, dapper dandies started wearing stiffly starched collars. These collars were detachable, and Edwardian men liked them because you didn't have to change your shirt every day. All you had to do was change your collar and you had a whole new outfit. This made it look like you had a much larger wardrobe than you did and it saved money on laundering. Originally, these stiff collars were made of starched linen or cotton, but those wilted a little too quickly and so alternatives were searched out. At first, they started putting stiff paper inside the collar to keep it stiff, but then celluloid was invented and this plastic appeared to be the perfect material to make a nice stand-up collar. But not only is celluloid quite flammable, meaning these collars sometimes caught fire while being worn, but the addition of celluloid meant that the collars became higher and they were now so stiff that they had very little give to them, which threatened to cut off the blood supply to the carotid artery in the neck. As a result, this seemingly benign fashion accessory turned into a deadly weapon, killing scores of men in the Edwardian era. And apparently this happened often enough that it earned the collars the nickname Father Killers. Edwardian men would wear these popular fashion accessories to the gentlemen's club, have a few glasses of port, get settled in a nice comfy winged armchair, and when they nodded off to sleep, their heads tilted forward, and if they were wearing one of these collars, the collar would press into the windpipe, blocking the blood flow, causing the man to pass out. Those around him would simply assume that he had too much to drink and needed to sleep it off, and after a few moments in this position, he would suffocate. Quite a few men also died from wearing these collars while eating. The collar pressing against their throat would make it easier for them to choke. And once they started choking, they wouldn't be able to get the collar off fast enough and they would choke to death. Some of the deaths were also contributed to indigestion, which causes your neck to swell slightly, which means that the collar would then be even tighter. The New York Times described causes of death for men as asphyxia and aplexia, particularly among drunk men that fell asleep while wearing them. In 1888, there was an obituary printed in the New York Times with the headline, Choked by His Collar. A man had been found dead sitting on a bench in the park. The coroner's theory as to what happened is that the man had been drinking, set himself down on a bench, and fell asleep. When his head dropped over his chest, his stiff collar pressed against his windpipe, stopping the flow of blood through his already contracted veins, causing death from asphyxia or aplexia. Despite the fact that these collars killed quite a few men in the late 1800s to early 1900s, this did not stop men from buying them and wearing them. They must have thought they looked really cool. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, we often think of deadly fashion as being a female problem, but there were actually several fashion trends killing men during this time period. Not only was there shell green, which we talked about in this video, was giving everyone arsenic poisoning from being used in practically everything, including clothing, but the Victorian top hats that were extremely popular during this time were loaded 
with mercury. So the popular look for the top hats was to look like felt or silk, but they were actually made out of beaver or rabbit fur. And in order to get the fur to stick together and form a felt-like or in more polished versions, a silk looking hat, hat makers brushed the hats with mercury. It was the cheapest and most efficient way to turn stiff, low-grade fur from beavers and rabbits into malleable felt. Mercury is what gave this animal fur its smooth, glossy, matted texture. And if you didn't know, mercury is a highly toxic substance. The tradesmen who made these hats were of course at the highest risk due to constant exposure to mercury. And over time it caused their teeth to fall out, their lungs and heart began to fail, and their minds started to slip away. And this is actually where we got the phrase, mad as a hatter, decades before Alice and the One Wonderland was ever written. To be mad as a hatter meant to develop the kind of paranoia and psychological shyness seen in mercury-addled hat makers. Now, the wearers of these top hats were typically kept safe by the linings in their hats, so that did limit exposure, but the risk was definitely still there because, of course, you're touching the outside of the hat with your hand as well. Continued exposure to mercury would also lead to neuromotor issues like trembling. And according to Connecticut history, the town of Danbury, Connecticut, which was a center of hat making, was so notorious for causing this problem that shaking hat makers in the area were said to have developed the Danbury Shakes. It was only after many years of efforts by activists and the Danbury Hatters Unions that the state finally and the use of mercury in 1941. Now, the fashion for shiny shoes was yet another trend that would occasionally kill people. Many shoe polishes contained nitrobenzene, which polished footwear quite nicely, but could also make people pass out. If the polish was allowed to dry before handling it, you would be totally fine. But if someone was impatient or came into regular contact with the polish while it was wet, they would experience some pretty serious health issues like hypoxia, vomiting, and even death in some cases. And consuming alcohol seemed to make the effects of nitrobenzene poisoning even worse. There was an article in Faction Victims which talked about a young man who was so eager to get to a party that he put his shoes on while the polish was wet, which resulted in him getting some of the polish on his feet and ankles. After a few hours of drinking and kicking it back with his friends, he vomited and passed out. Several hours later, his roommate found him dead. He had been the victim of a lethal cocktail of alcohol and nitrobenzene. Now, for a lot of these fashion trends, we can initially blame lack of knowledge of these substances, but many of these fashion trends continued long after the dangers were known. Society pressures were extremely high during this time, and not adhering to a specific fashion trend went beyond what we would kind of think of today. It wasn't like someone would just be looked at as if they were dressed strange. It was actually seen as snubbing your nose at all of society. The way you dressed showed your place in society and fashion was kind of linked to your morality as well. Luckily for men everywhere, eventually, both high collars and detachable collars went out of fashion. Though it does appear as if safer detachable collars have recently come into fashion for those taking those Zoom calls at home and wanting to make it appear as though they're wearing a shirt when they're really just hanging out in their PJs. 